And I loved broccoli when I was a kid. But I think I, I love broccoli because I really like Jurassic Park. That's like, and broccoli looks like trees. So oh. when I was a kid, I would just legit eat broccoli raw and I would just pretend to be a dinosaur <laughs> the entire time. And so it's like, I had to have been the only like six year old who was just like, Honest, are you guys fucking with broccoli right now? the energy I wanted to before. Fucking Annie's white cheddar is where it's at, dude. Annie, I, do, I do not think that Annie's white cheddar is where it's at. I think... Did you grow up with Annie's? I did not, actually. Funny enough. Annie... I didn't... Annie's was like a... I forget who even told me about it. I think I was in high school, and we'll get into this second part later, but there was a store in a uh, town... Like in Katona, the town over, called Mrs. Green's. Okay. That was like the healthy... Store. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was really, I think, where my first... That's Annie's, where Annie's would be. Yeah, that's, is that, that was like my this, first like, Annie's experience. And which like is funny. Crunchy, healthy store in Katona, New York. Yeah, that feels like it makes sense. And it's weird, too, because Annie's is like, it feels bougier. But but it's but it's literally, I think it's like the same cost, or it's like 20 cents more. I think it's... Yeah, it's definitely... I think that craft family box I got was like 329 and I think an Annie's family is like four ninety nine. I think there's a there's definitely a dollar. Oh, is it I, is it pretty significant? I don't okay. know. I mean, I feel like the packaging looks cheaper. The, the Annie's packaging you know reminds it, me of like a store brand, like a county fair. I bet it's recycled packaging. I think I just have some really deep seated <laughs> hatred towards Annie's. I because as I'm hearing myself talk about like no, but it looks cheaper too. It's like yes. I don't know what my beef. Like did Annie's Annie, wrong me in some yeah, way? Annie's, like, Annie's fucked your old girlfriend. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Annie's has fucked all of my old girlfriends actually, I and mean, then like texted me pictures. <laughs> And it was like, how do you keep getting my number? Like, I keep changing it because you keep haunting me. God damn it, Annie's. The bunny. The bunny logo. Annie's is like, <laughs> I wasn't the only one who got some white cheddar tonight. I'm like, Jesus Christ, Annie's. You're, oh. you're vulgar. I feel like something would be... <laughs> gross. I feel like... I think I grew up on craft. I feel like that's the memory that I have going into the cabinet and seeing the blue box. I don't disagree craft with and you. Not Velveeta, I feel like those mm. are the two. Like, I, I'm, I think it's gonna be craft. My mom will text me. I'll post a story for sure. But okay, I made the switch specifically to white cheddar because I think how you said it's a nice change up. Yeah, and yeah. then I just got caught in that loop where I was like, oh, this is good. This is good. I'll change it up. I'll change it, and then somehow I changed it up so much and so consistently that it just became the go-to now you're yeah so so you fucked all my exes is like what you're <laughs> trying to say and that's fine and that's fine and, and I, that's and a I, choice yeah, and i made them annie's white cheddar and that's a choice you can make you know and that's fine i i don't respect it and i think your packaging looks cheap but i understand our packaging probably saves the environment i think <laughs> it's funny that all the stuff that is supposedly saving the environment and is like our packaging we've changed it to be eco-friendly it's like oh god this is dog shit packaging now like the paper straws i lose my mind anytime i get a paper straw oh dude even the person who came up with that like a week later was like i fucked up I, like, there's no there's no way like they were like honestly i don't know what's like a, i mean how many turtles are we talking about here you know like imagine they got a bag off of it they're so rich and still they're like i made the wrong call this was not something that the world needed the yeah. turtles fuck them who cares and i love turtles too which is I feel kind of bad, and anytime I do see a video with them having like two straws sticking out of their cheek, like a saber tooth tiger, <laughs> yeah, 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 I do feel a like little a walrus bad. turtle hybrid. <laughs> Hi, and it's like you're like, oh no, they're dying, but God, they look cute when they go out, don't they? <laughs> I I think too, it's like when the paper straw thing hit, you know, and it was like it literally overnight, it was like everyone needs to use paper straws. Turtles are dying. And then there would be, like, the one person who's like, oh, yeah, I mean, honestly, we could just use reusable straws. Those are better. And collectively, all of society was like, shut the fuck up, you fucking idiot. Like, I'm not going to carry a straw around. Like, Yeah, the metal straw freaks me out, too, just because, yes, you wash it, blah, blah, blah. But, like, I feel like 
one straw per the one thing you use. Yeah. Like cross contain like you know There's gotta be a straw that broke not- the turtle's back comment <laughs> in here somewhere. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> I wasn't no, it was gonna be It's not on this level, but we were always told don't share needles. <laughs> So I always just see that needle-shaped object that sucks the drink out a la a needle does blood and I'm like that's that this straw is for this strawberry milkshake it will go in nothing else. I love to it's like oh yeah don't share needles like uh, did you guys hear that Danny hates paper straws? Well, I don't know if he hates paper straws but he is a heroin addict. <laughs> I dude I during all the like dare stuff growing up, needles are one of my biggest fears. So anytime, oh, anytime, you know, my mom or you know any adult would be like, "It's bad. Don't do the hard drugs with the needles." I'd be like, yeah. "You're good. Don't worry." Yeah, hundred percent. They'd be like, "Oh, good. That's not." I'd be like, "I'm too too afraid of needles." They'd be like, "Ah, oh, that's, <laughs> huh." We don't know if that's the end goal that we should. At least, all right. At least you're not doing them. That's okay. What, yeah, at least that's it's like not the get, reason. But okay. That's how you get kids like away from hard drugs. You just instill <laughs> needle phobias into kids. <laughs> so like every kid that grows up just is terrified to go to the doctor, but they're also not doing drugs. I mean, I the kids that like how, were you okay with shots? Also, by the way, thanks for hanging out. We are. This might be a record. We're almost seven minutes in, and I didn't say. Welcome back to Dinner at Your Place, Mr. Gay Branch! <laughs> One day I'm going to get to like the 28 minute mark with someone who's been on a couple times and be like, oh fuck, I don't yeah. know if the people know who we're talking to yet. It's a, it's a six hour podcast. <laughs> They're just going to have to put it together and be like detectives of like, all right, I recognize this voice from there. Uh, oh God. So yeah, thanks for hanging out, buddy. Yeah, of course. Of course. Glad to be here. Good to um, see you. Do you want more of your pork tenderloin, mac and cheese, and broccoli? Uh, I'll see where I'm at in like 20 minutes. I'm just going to chill on it for now. Um, Yeah, I totally tried my, like you said, three, like you said broccoli with mac and cheese. Yeah, yeah. So would it be the craft? Because as we started, that's, that was your choice. Yeah. So and then we just take made broccoli, like steamed or pan fried or whatever, and then throw it into the craft? Or would you like casserole it? I mean, I feel like, because I wanted the Kraft Mac because I fucked with it so much when I was a kid. And it was like Kraft Mac and Cheese and like Top Ramen were like the two things I learned how to make. That was like, I could put things into a singular pot and then use that pot to like finish a meal. So that was like how I cooked when I was a kid. Is the Top Ramen, is that the, that's not the cup of noodles, right? No, no. Is it like a packet with seasoning though? Yeah, I guess I call it Top Ramen. It's like the Marachan or whatever is the brand. Oh, is it like the orange... Yeah, it's like the one that you see at the store. They're okay. like 10 think, cents and yeah. you can buy like a yep. case okay. for yep. like a dollar forty. There it is. Um, so those are the two first things you learn how to cook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I love broccoli when I was a kid. But I think I, I love broccoli because I really like Jurassic Park. That's like, and broccoli looks like trees. So oh. when I was a kid, I would just legit eat broccoli raw and I would just pretend to be a dinosaur <laughs> the entire time. And so it's like I had to have been the only like six year old who was just like, honestly, are you guys fucking with broccoli right now? Like, yo, are you not pretending to be a long neck? You're doing yeah. it wrong. Dude, are you serious? Like, that might be the most wholesome kid thing anyone has said on this pod so far in like the year and change or whatever. Yeah, yeah. That's well, adorable. I was diddled by a green bean, so I can never, I can't do those. <laughs> Yeah, the monster man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, uh, uh, he was jolly. I was not. God. Actually, yeah. Okay, while we went back there when you said, uh, I'm going out looking cute, that comment a couple minutes ago. Do you remember uh, that one? Sure. Okay. Uh, I had a dark thought of uh, at a child funeral. Okay. All right. It's is, a great premise. What do you, like, do you still put them in a little tiny kid suit? <laughs> Or like a little tiny kid tuxedo. And then are you a bad person if while paying respects at an open casket look and go, aw. <laughs> so cute. Exactly. It's, a, it's still as a kid in a tuxedo. Like, oh, he looks like a swerve. You know, like they just do a really bad job with the makeup. Yeah, it's still like a. I think, and there's, there's going to be like one fucked up person who like sends a message and they're like, actually, it's funny you ask. I feel like there's probably not open casket kids' funerals. That's a great point. That feels like, because can you imagine the first, per- like, the first person, like, how fucking bold you would have to be 
to be like no uh, this is i think this is what people are coming for I, you know? I, I, don't, I don't think we should do this this is a bad idea <laughs> yeah I don't think open caskets in general are a good idea. I think it's a weird... We've talked a lot about death on this show anyway. Yeah. So uh, I just think it's such a weird Western... Yeah, like... Here's how they looked in their glory days. And it's like, (laughs) oh, they're pumped full of so many toxins... They didn't wear fucking makeup for the last 20 years of their life. They didn't look like this at all. <laughs> what yeah. are you talking about? I've only ever been to one in my life, and it was a really long time ago. But it was like, I just remember being like, why the fuck are we doing this? Like, what? Who? Who is this for? It's. I was four years old. When I, I think whatever the family fucking does before, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's that's on you. That's your business. It's, that's it's your for grief. Them. Exactly. Like, I understand. Like, yeah. But like, where it's like, Oh yeah, me and Kyle had math together, you know, and then you're just like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, when I was four, I was at my great grandmother's funeral, and I still remember. I asked my mom if I could touch her because it was oh, open oh yeah, 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 and she said yes, and I did, and I was like, she's so cold, we should get her a blanket. Oh wow, that's. I don't That's darkly wholesome. I right, yeah. Like it, it, it. So when you do an open casket, you're also and your a kid is there. You're just opening so many conversations that are about to happen for questions that you might not have the answer to. Yeah, you know, like why isn't she cold? Ah, well, she's not here anymore. Where'd she go? Fucking shut <laughs> up. Yeah. Uh, well, she's sleeping before they take her to the farm upstate. <laughs> You know? <laughs> the grandma farm. The grandma farm. The Nona farm. <laughs> oh, man. Um, <laughs> this is open so hot. This is open oh with, like... Oh, God. It's just been five minutes of the worst comments ever. I'm That's probably not going to have a job after this. Fine, you will. Um, oh, I was also... I have a special... While we're doing, like, the mac and cheese stuff, I know that this is, like, your, you know, first thing you loved and made to... You know, how old were you also when you... Oh, I don't know. I mean, I was, like, definitely elementary school. Like, it's not like I was, like, four years old and, like, heating up a pot or something like, like that. Pe- like, still, like, peering over counter height? Yeah, I mean, like, I was a tall kid, yeah. so the peering over counter height was, like, not very much of my life at all. Did you get ripped on for that at all? Like, did they make fun of you for being For being tall? tall? Um, that- I remember, actually, it's funny you say that. I remember specifically one comment that I got... Which was equal parts clever and flattering. But at the time, when you're a kid, if anybody's poking anything at you, you know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. You instantly then it's like, it's shell instantly. Mode. Yeah. So I remember, so my last name is Branch, and I'm very tall. And so it would be like mm-hmm. gay branch, tall like a tree, thin like a twig. Oh. And it's like. I mean, that's like master class level writing right there for these, like eight-year-old kids but at the time i was like so like oh you know shut up guys yeah i mean at the end of it they're just saying you have a good physique yeah basically (laughs) yeah but it with some sort of malice behind it almost you know isn't it so funny too how when you're i'm just six years old i'm like these jealous bitches like you know like (laughs) you can't see that at the time they're just chanting it at you and you can't critically think about what is actually being said they're just a group of kids saying it in a mocking tone so you're like fuck this this hurts i'm sad and then it will hit you're like oh wait did they just they that really wasn't anything huh they just wanted my body well the, yeah, yeah <laughs> they, they wanted just, my little boy body they wanted my <laughs> my sexy slender body um and so tall it could just climb me uh the i think the problem is too is that like you can look at that when you're a kid and you're like oh man like they were just kind of pointing out a thing that existed. They weren't really necessarily making fun of me. But then it just carries into adulthood because now somebody could be like, oh, you look great in that shirt. And I'm like, oh, thanks a lot. And then I'm like, actually, I have a lot of anxiety and insecurity, so I know their line. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's. All right. Well, then. So it seems like you're not great at accepting. Compliments. So I started therapy is basically sure. what I'm. Yeah, is what I'm getting. So at. is compliments a tough thing for you? Um. I think I just don't know how to take them. I think it's like less that 
I trust them. Some I don't trust. Like some I definitely have like insecurities. And so somebody will say something and I'm like, hmm. And then others I do trust. I think it's just like, I'm like so concerned about having an ego and like being one of those kind of people that I just like block out all positive reinforcement to some degree. Will you like reverse it almost in a sense too, where the, you'll then go into self deprecate mode. So you don't even have any sense of an ego. Uh, no, I used to, I used to, and it was like an old relationship where she was like, this is like years ago, but it was an old relationship where she was like, every time somebody says something, you like always have a self deprecating comment. And she's like, I know you're doing it to be funny, but you're convincing yourself that it's real. Like you're, you're not like you at a certain point don't think it's funny. You just are repeating what you think the truth is. You're saying it out loud in a funny tone and getting laughs, but also that then reinforces your own thinking of like, well, they're laughing, so it must be true. Yeah, exactly. But also they might at the same time might be laughing because it's so outlandish. Totally. Yeah. And I felt, yeah, I think I always tried to make it be like really off the wall kind of thing when I would do it. But then, yeah, it would be like, like if somebody was just like, oh man, like new girlfriend, she looks great. I'd be like, yeah, she's into bridge trolls, you know, like, <laughs> and it's like, you know, I'm a pretty normal looking person, you know, You're so good it's looking like, dude, yeah. uh, so also I think at the same time, you inserting that shot at yourself, like they didn't even, that's almost just like a compliment to her. You know, through yeah. you, they're not even bringing you up. Like, it wasn't like, how'd you get her? She's like, hey, you have a beautiful girlfriend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's lovely. Yeah. I have gotten plenty of the, how did you make this thing happen? And it's like, and that's such a dick move. Well, it's like, dude, it like, you have no personality. That's why you don't have this. She couldn't right? answer you know? the riddles. That's why <laughs> yeah, exactly. she, you know. She couldn't answer me these questions three. I tricked her. Which <laughs> <laughs> is, you know, and I feel like a lot of times people don't read the room right which is how you know how we just did it there we bounced off you know it was fun yeah, but yeah, yeah. they'll just come way over the top to start it and be like whoa how'd you land that babe you fucking uggo and you're like whoa i haven't yeah. seen you in a week or whatever like yeah i feel like usually to we warm up that's like almost always somebody like projecting their own insecurities like i have my own insecurities but for the most part they're like internalized it's like shit that i like overthink about and deal with but when somebody like throws something at you that's like like people say like backhanded compliment it's like well then it's not a compliment you know what i mean if there's like a backhanded aspect to it it's either like that shirt looks great or that shirt would look great on him so it's like, well, does the shirt look great? Or are you just saying I look shitty? You know what I mean? Like, I'm just being honest. You know, yeah, I don't. You know, oh, I love that's the fucking best. Just being honest. Like, but yeah, or, you know, something like it, it's it's like, don't you, you however, the sentence you're about to say, take one beat and rephrase it. <laughs> I would love to go like way further on that, because like anytime somebody it's like. It's like when you know something racist about, is about to happen where it's like, oh, well, yeah. unpopular opinion. But I would love to take the, like to the extreme of like, I mean, look, I'm just being honest. You would be the first to go in this apartment in an apocalypse. <laughs> <You know? laughs> like just like really hit this weirdly meta level of like, no, Not just sizing you up. I mean, bring, what? no, I'm just saying like you'd get eaten. Whether it's by the zombies or us to survive. Yeah. You're going first. I would never eat a human. But I don't view you as human. So, (laughs) and I'm just being honest. I'm just being honest with you. I love you. you. I love living with you. I think you're great. I love your energy. I don't live with a human. You're subclass. Love your energy giving me energy upon consumption. I'm just being honest. I'm just being honest. (laughs) And it always is... So do you get that a lot? Like in like, cause I feel like not to switch it and interview you, but like with comedy, it's like people laugh or they don't. And then you're working on stuff and you're trying to figure it out and figure out the best thing. But you're always around people who are comics. So like, do you get the occasional person who's like, I'm just being honest, drop the bit. And then simultaneously you're like, dude, I haven't seen you make a single person laugh since the forties. Yeah. I, well, I get a lot That's of maybe two subjects, I guess. No. But. Okay. So I do get a lot of drunkards that'll come up afterwards and say like, good set. You got a joke about this. You <laughs> yeah, know, like yeah. someone, someone the other day came up to me and was like, 
you gotta joke about Chinese people. I was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> that, well, no, I don't. That's no, I do not. Yeah, actually, that's the largest demographic on the planet. So that's probably yeah. You should make more jokes about everyone that aren't Chinese, and then just win over the Chinese market. Good point. And then, oh, that's my yeah. That's I mean, that's the path to success it's we never lo- india i mean just like pick. dinner at your place is pro <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, we're not free and shit over here <laughs> so i get that you know i think every comic gets that and yeah i mean also you'll get comedians who are a little in the bag at a show or whatever and be like oh here's a punchline. you know do this differently or yeah. here's here's some advice and you're like all right you you know of course that there's i can name plenty of comedians where if they do give me advice i'm like yes i am taking that advice totally writing it in stone and that's that but then of course there will be the people who are like ah you gotta do this and you're like all right i'm not gonna yeah the worst is when thanks for the tag asshole yeah the the worst is when someone does it that you, you like don't not respect but you're like all right fuck it i'm not taking that piece of advice yeah whether it's like we'll go with the tag example if someone yeah, does yeah. give you a tag that you don't care about whatever and then later if you're on stage and it just like slips subcon like you just say it because your brain hurt it and you're like oh i'll try it whatever and it works and you're like god damn it oh fuck. the worst person i know was right that's got it yeah that's i can't even imagine that, that. yeah it's that onion article that feeling come would fu- to life yeah that feeling would fuck me up I think. it's oh dude it's that one hasn't happened a bunch the like once maybe the one of the coolest was someone who i haven't seen even in like pre-pandemic okay was like hey what if you switched these words around that was all they said like two sentences basically yeah yeah and since then it's like a great joke or whatever and i haven't i feel like i haven't seen them since then it's like Whoa. they they dropped they, just like, yeah, they dropped like that the and they're like wandering you, into town what if you did this goodbye <laughs> yeah. like, exactly. i'm gonna make your set better for the next six years like yeah it's like the ghost of joke restructuring yeah. just shows up clanking chains in the middle of the night <laughs> yeah i mean heed he, my warning <laughs> The sentence structure isn't quite there. You're close. You must <laughs> yeah. look deeper. Yeah, so I, I hope you... I mean, I think he got married. I think it was one of those deals, you know. Lost, lost him to love. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. One of them, that, one of them comics that got happy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's, like, always the thing, like, oh, yeah, they got married. They haven't been the same. Yeah, it kind of sounds like they've improved. You oh, know? dude. Like, I... Did you they, ever, they never go out anymore. Yeah, it's a real pain in the ass. We're not all spending $100 every Friday night getting oh, blackout drunk and then ordering $60 worth of Uber Eats. Dude, it's... That, you know, comics or not, it blows my mind, though, when comics will do a show, they don't get a tab for the show, mm. and then they'll spend however much they're going to be paid in drinks for that show. Oh, okay. So it's like, oh, you get let's say forty bucks to do a set. Yeah, and then and some they you know most spend. shows will be like you get two drinks, you get a drink, you, okay, you yeah, get yeah. food, you get what I mean. In some places, the the cool ones are like drink as much as you want. We don't give a shit. Oh, sick. So some places, unfortunately, and I get it too, but they're like, hey, we can't just like give out booze. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's no no drink tabs. You know, unfortunately, but it is a paid show. Oh, that's always I mean, yeah, what yeah, they, yeah. that's always the like no drinks but it is paid yeah that's so fair. it's like that's cool that's cool and then i will watch people go spend the pay or more at the bar yeah on booze and it's like you're coming out negative yeah every <laughs> time i guess then it's like i don't know it's like are you viewing the the comedy as like a source of income i guess they very obviously aren't but i'm also going to take a shot in the dark that the people doing that are not like rolling in dough either right well because of those because they're dropping the exact same amount of money if not more exactly and some people it's crazy some people who do it are good and are you know working comics oh yeah just save it just and then you can keep going you know like yeah you, you won't be stuck in this like inception hamster wheel of <laughs> yeah yeah that's i mean that's the fucking sauce i mean it's just, I do, was, you, do you drink do you drink much i feel like i've 
seen you drink like a couple times, but like Not very really. little. Yeah, very little. I, I mean, I have always, you know, I've always been open when this question. I smoke so much weed, but I barely drink. I'll have like oh yeah, one maybe two before a show. That's kind of my limit. Yeah. I haven't been drunk since. 2021 maybe <laughs> i was really hoping you're gonna be like yeah since like bush jr was enough like, <laughs> i mean same thing though with chefs in the restaurant industry i'm sure there's plenty of crossover oh my God. where you see so much talented abuse. people who just can't get out of their own way with whether it's booze from the bar or drugs that they're bringing in like totally yeah yeah it's a lot of people like get they kind of get into this like sexy party chef mentality but it's like and like it's not like there's not moments i'm not going to say there's not moments when you're going to like restaurant openings so there's like industry parties and you're like seeing all these people and stuff like that like there's moments for sure but people just end up like spiraling so hard and then the next thing you know you're like seeing somebody who yeah is like pretty like talented and stuff but it's like yeah they just get fucking drunk every night they make shitty decisions they're like hitting on their own staff like it's like you know what I mean? Like, yeah, which isn't to say that they maybe wouldn't have some of that shitty social behavior if they were sober. But yeah, just like all ends up spiraling. Just, this is going to be a really dumb question. Does do restaurants have HR staff? Uh, No. So it's the same thing. with I always running bit with Ryan Ellington and I is that comedy needs an HR person. Oh god, that would be the most for underpaid, each, overworked for each, person. If, underpaid and overworked. A, each city, each scene though has an HR rep. Oh man, <laughs> I would love to see like the regional rep for like the smaller states, like where they're just like, you know what I mean? They get together for conferences, and it's like, dude, that's fucking Dan, like, <laughs> dude. He's he's the northeast rep. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Whoa, he's got a lot of comics under his belt. You know what I mean? He represents a lot of people. <laughs> Um, I just no, so no. It's weird, right? That there's but no. The like, only flip side is, is like if you have like a, let's say you have like a big restaurant group. So whether it's the same restaurant, so let's let's just say like Burger King, right? If Burger King wasn't a chain, it's just your local restaurant, Burger King. Let's go. Can we go with Graves? Yeah, let's go with Graves. Do they? Let's go with the restaurant I work at to make yeah. it relevant for the podcast. They have, they have that one location. They have the the wine bar that you're at. Yeah, yeah. And then the restaurant right next to it, yes? Yeah, American Provisions, which is like okay. bodega, coffee shop, liquor store. Like oh. it's like Yeah, it's like kind of all the things because they do sandwiches and salads and prepared foods. Oh, cool. Okay. Uh, right, but so then sell beer, places. wine, liquor. Yeah. Well, three, technically. There's a hmm. there's two American Provisions. One's in Dorchester, one's in Got Southie. It. And then Gray's, which is right next door. All right. So this seems like a perfect example. <laughs> yeah. So that's like three spaces, a pretty good amount of employees yeah. amongst all locations. Uh, but it's like not quite it's not quite big enough to where it like i'm not gonna say it necessitates hr because like you can make the argument that any amount of people would necessitate an hr that would be my i mean it would be but kind of silly but i think two people if you're a company could technically they need a third person who's neutral yeah like a mediator yeah exactly so at that point it's probably not hr it'd be more mediation but same concept but anyway continue uh so yeah so we don't i mean there's like policies for like certain things where it's like don't hit on the staff (laughs) yeah i mean beyond that though it's like x amount of managers need to be present for this thing that's gonna happen like if somebody's getting let go or like whatever Mm. oh Um, smart yeah yeah so there's like there's like stuff in place, but I would say that's like more normal. But if you had, let's say, like, you know, five or six restaurants and you're employing like over 150 people, um, that is a situation which is more likely to have HR or at least it's probably not going to be it's not on site. It's not like you can just go visit Deborah next, <laughs> next to the prep kitchen. You know what I mean? And she's just like just chilling, you know, like. Deborah, he didn't wash his hands. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> he called me a piece of shit. Like, were you being a piece of shit? You know? Um What well, I mean, I feel like that's another thing too, is that kitchen HR would be so blunt. Yeah, it would be <laughs> fucked. Like that's the thing. Like that's the thing too. Like it would be an HR nightmare, I think, like most restaurants. Like I would yeah. say that we are not the case, and people that work there also feel that we are not a typical space because of the way we operate and because of the way we like conduct ourselves and handle ourselves and stuff like that. 
The but, head chef called me a fucking dunce and told me to go outside and smoke a cigarette and never come back. Dunce. Well, <laughs> what did you do? Yeah. I kind of agree with the chef here. Maybe they didn't use the right words. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, like they would just be like, okay, so why did you come back? Like, <laughs> are you going to stop being a fucking dunce? Like, are you going to, can you just, are you going to do the work? If you're going to do the work, we can talk. But if you're not, fucking go smoke a cigarette and don't come back. Yeah. Like, <laughs> don't uh, don't fire the guy holding knives one on one. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Have um, you had to fire anybody ever? Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think. I definitely have. I've like suspended people. I've like written people up. I think there was one guy that I like let go because I wrote him up so many times because it was like oh, this God. is like this is years ago. Yeah, but uh, yeah. And then I mean I've seen like. Just in general, like wild shit. I, I worked with a guy who tried to get me fired once because he said I was selling weed at the restaurant. To his credit, I was selling weed, but not at the restaurant. Nor was I ever selling weed at the restaurant. And also, in a weird twist, I sold him weed. I knew that was coming. I knew that that was coming. I knew that that was going to be I mean, it's like his the evidence fucking pot of how you calling were selling the kettle weed. a pot dealer. You know what I mean? It's like, I don't know what... That was like a weird... He's selling weed. How did you know that? Well, I I set up a very... I may uh, have solicited... I set up a sting, an undercover yeah, sting. Yeah, basically. basically. I, I, I did a stakeout for six weeks to make sure that he was selling the product, and then I made the buy. So you bought weed. Yeah. Yeah. And then <laughs> yeah, I was, bought weed from him. And then it was funny, because then it was like the then it's like the owners and stuff they're like are you selling weed at work and i was like i had like a pretty high up job and they were like well are you selling weed at work i was like absolutely not i was like dude come on i was like i've worked for you guys for like almost four years yeah like, that's a crazy i was like i'm not and i was like pretty reputable too like yeah and also everyone knew i sold weed that wasn't like I'm pretty, I'm like 99% sure all of my bosses and the owners knew that I sold weed because I sold weed to managers of the other restaurants. Like, so it was like one of those, like, come on. But to be fair, I mean, it's like, you got to follow up on that. Like, you can't yeah, just be, no, you course. can't just be like, ah, oh, well, Gabe's a good old fashioned boy. <laughs> yeah. you know? I, I can't see him harming even a fly. Like, <laughs> I love, you just call them on it too and be like, are you selling weed at the restaurant? No. Well, you, maybe you should just stop selling weed in general. Maybe you should pay me more, yeah. and I'll stop selling weed. Am I selling weed at the restaurant? No. Am I selling weed to the restaurant? <laughs> yes. Details are important. I am in this country legally. You know, like, <laughs> there are no parentheses around the word um, legally. Oh, my goodness. Um, but, yeah, I mean, but, yeah. So, yeah, there was, like, one person I let go because of write-ups. I've done a lot of write-ups. I've done a lot of, like, disciplinary stuff. You kind of end up, not always, but you kind of end up on some level being, like, I don't even want to say therapist because that implies a certain amount of work. But, like, you're, like, a guidance counselor sometimes. Because it's, like, you know. When you're, you're letting the person go? No, no. Just, like, I mean, I've had, like, what feel, like, legit, like, counselor, like, borderline therapy sessions with people over the 10 years I've been doing this. Where I mean, it's I, like, yeah, I totally can see that. I thought when you said that at first, I thought you meant in the moment. Because I figure people's first reaction would be, like, oh, long shot, I'm going through this. That, you know, oh, yeah, I'm yeah, dealing yeah. with that. Like, please don't let me go. And then you have to just hear about sad yeah. shit for 10 minutes and still at the end of it be like, you're going to be okay, but it, it's not going to be here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, fortunately, no. I mean, like, conversations like that, yes, but not in terms of, like, while also letting them go. Again, it... I feel like I'm such a... Not a sucker. I'm just, like, I'm pretty empathetic. So if somebody was, like, doing that, I'd be like, all right, like... Do people... I know you've slapped six servers' asses, but it, <laughs> it it does sound like you are struggling, you know? Like I was gonna say, do you is like the restaurant hierarchy like who do you if you're having, you know, bad day, wanna bitch about it to somebody, do you just keep going up the ladder? If that makes sense, or like do um, you go to the hostess? Uh, do you mean like me or in like a general sense? Both. But so I guess my phrasing of it, not to like, I guess rank it like how important like, a job is, but like, yeah. let's say 
how you were saying people come to you, you've dealt with therapy sessions over the 10 years. Yeah, yeah. Now you are a head chef of the kitchen. Yeah. So you are in a position of power, a position of respect. Mm -hmm. So people would look up to you naturally. It would make sense that if they have something big on their mind, they'll go to the head chef. Yeah, on some level. I mean, I think it just depends on on that person's like comfort or kind of who they I guess I hate to be like who they vibe with but yeah like who they have like the most energy with and towards um so generally speaking for the kitchen like it would be me because they kind of want to like I've had this interaction before where like people just want to be like hey I'm not possibly for this whole week maybe for longer like i'm not gonna be able to give 100 percent. this is where i'm at this is what's going on i just yeah. wanted to have a conversation about it i don't expect you to like not call me on things but like this is where i'm at and i just wanted to let you know yeah it's cool it's so a, there's a real team then to say hey yeah i'm gonna be a little you know pick up my slack here i'll do it when i'm not dealing with x yeah totally um and it's like it's good for everyone involved too it's like it's good for them to feel comfortable enough that they can discuss something uh it's good for them to like put it out there so that if for the sake of argument they like fuck something up i'm not like what the you know you fucking dunce go outside and have a smoke and never come back like which i love that it's fucking wrong <laughs> i love too that you were just like that to me shows you've probably never worked in a restaurant nope, that you were like, never. you were just like, oh yeah. And then the chef would be like, you dunce. Like that is, I wish that I'd been called a dunce. That, oh, like, I, well, that would be like so cool comparatively. Yeah. I'm sure you've been, what is um, one that comes to mind you're comfortable sharing that does not still haunt you, but you look back on and can chuckle at like, nah, that was a pretty good insult. Uh, let's see. I mean, I got called the F word once. Uh, See, like, that's not creative. That's just like a guy who's homophobic and not. Yeah. Coincidentally, uh, one of my best friends to this day. Uh, huh. He was he was my boss at the time. And it's like we've like talked about it. Like we're both good on it and stuff like that. Um, yeah, but it's it's I don't know. It's like hard to quantify the behavior, I guess, because like I worked for a guy who used to like hit my hands with tongs whenever I like fuck up. And then no fucking <clears throat> he went and like I mean I'm not he didn't like full force Catholic like school fucking, nun ruler on your ass though with he, tongs but definitely like some force not like a like little tap or whatever wow. um, again yeah yeah exactly exactly <laughs> like, her Brooks coaching the U S Olympics team <laughs> again <laughs> yeah, exactly but he's like showing a guy how to do over easy eggs like <laughs> oh my God you fucking idiot you know um. Yeah, I don't know. I guess I would have to like really think about it. It's I think it's just more than anything. It's like the intimidation that you feel from your boss doing something well, yeah. when you're cooking, and then like it it is just an intense environment. So it's like even myself included. Like I have been better than what was done to me. I'll that say was, that. You you jumped into the next question. Good good segue. <laughs> I was gonna ask for I think the the classic phrase for people who become parents is they want to just be a little bit better than what their parents were or yeah, yeah. work on the things that weren't there so to speak yeah is that sort of the same mindset <laughs> in the kitchen as well because all chefs have come up through such a gauntlet of insults that when you finally get there you're like all right i'm just gonna try my best to not scream at this 22 year old 36 whatever however old they may be i'm gonna try to not call them a donkey <laughs> I, th I think so there's like the two ways or is it when you get there are you like now's my turn to call no dude 100 100 that's the thing like it really there it's just a total fucking fork in the road and some people go one way and some people go the other yeah. like because that's what i always think is interesting is when you like see the way people behave or act you're like you're just, I mean, we, I feel like therapy and counseling keeps coming up, but it's like, you're just repeating the cycle that was done to you. Yeah. Well, that's why I asked. Is maybe that, slightly differently or whatever. Yeah. You're just, you're on that hamster wheel again. Of, yeah. You know. I, I mean, my thing is, is like, I definitely like have moments in general, uh, where I get pretty serious and pretty firm. I'm not like above that, 
But, like, my thing now is, like, like, the instinct, frankly, and I think this is anybody doing anything. If you know how to do something and you see someone doing it wrong despite showing them multiple ways, your first instinct is to be like, you are a fucking idiot. Like, yeah. I literally have shown you exactly how to do this step by step by step, and you're not even, like, trying to get better at the way I showed you. You're just choosing to do it the wrong way. See, so that your instinct... Is that the perception that they're choosing to do it the wrong way? Or is it just haven't hasn't clicked yet or maybe forgotten? I and think some people are choosing. I, I was going to say, I think it's it could go one way or the other. You know, it depends on that person, how you've said about a couple of things. Yeah, you know, yeah. They might be like stubborn and okay, anyway, sorry. Yeah, no, no, you're good. Yeah, some some people I think definitely are choosing because they've convinced themselves. It's the like, right well, way. no, but this this is a better way that works better for me. And it's like. I don't know. It's, I feel like a lot of that stuff with cooking is like any other creative thing, like whether it's like writing a joke or like painting or something. So if it's like, okay, you're like, oh, I, I want to write a five minute set. It's like, we'll write a joke first. And then if you're like, oh, well, I'm going to write a screenplay. And it's like, you haven't even written a paragraph before. You know what I mean? Like, and then if somebody is like, start with scrambled eggs. Oh, start. Yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, we'll start with this. And then they're like, ah, yeah, I did that twice and it didn't really work for me. And it's like, well, this is this is how it works. Like, this is like lit this is literally how it works. There's actually like not really like there are certain things in life I think, and it's like so tough for people to be like. There's actually not some like different path you can take. Like you know what I mean. Like you can't be a master chef and then also not know how to make an omelet. Like the two things got don't. It. Yes. Okay. Because you, you got to know the basics to break them. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I guess like my thing. In terms of like getting upset and getting angry as a chef, which does happen and which I do do, sure. is to either like, I either feel like I repeat two things pretty frequently. One of which is, I understand why you did that, but that isn't how we do things. Okay, that's that's a good. I think that's that a good feels statement. like yeah reasonable. Yeah, you're acknowledging their decision while still trying to reinforce the rules of your kitchen yeah um okay that's good or you fucking donkey yeah yeah <laughs> you dunce um or like the flip side i'll be like and again i'm not perfect every time i definitely have moments where i'm not not cool but, I, yeah, I mean, um yeah or i'll be like this issue has come up x amount of times can you understand how that's problematic for me good yeah okay uh, Those yeah, are both so good communicating sentences instead of being pointed or, you know, directive at their intelligence, yeah. whatever you want to call it. Those are both good I feel statements. Yeah. Or I'll throw in, especially if I'm like really and this, frankly, it's so funny because it's like I think it is a good way to communicate. But I say this if I'm like genuinely super fucking pissed off, I'll like point something out like I've told you a few times to keep this clean and to put it back in the same place. And every time that you do it, you're not doing it. Does it feel like a reasonable ask to expect things to be clean and back where they belong? So, like, to throw in, like, is this a reasonable ask? That's, like, if I say that, I'm f internally losing my fucking Sorry, mind. mom. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> no, exactly, dude. That's But that's the thing. It's more effective communication. It totally and, and is. And it's also, like, it's... And I'm not saying this because I'm doing it to be manipulative. It's not the case. But, like, communicating like that, but with a tone of seriousness is way fucking more like I'm not mad I'm disappointed. Yeah. And that fucking hurts way more. And then I don't want to hurt. I'm just saying like I want to make sure they understand like absolutely. why why this is important. And I feel like the times when you do get to blow up cuz I'm kind of the same I really rarely like yell at someone. I'll yell about dumb things. I've totally. been called dramatic and that's normally for like humor, you know, whenever like shit hits the fan I'll normally be like, "Okay, let's have a conversation about this x y whatever yeah yeah and i found that when the times i do have gotten angry enough and like yelled at someone or directed the anger you fucking dunce like <laughs> yeah 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 in so many words yeah um that those moments are actually when it hits at like equal like because it's not 
constant. It's not. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, oh, he's angry again. It's like, oh, shit, he's actually pretty pissed off. Yeah, totally. I think it's it's funny because I guess I've never thought of it this way until now. But it's like, because I also am somebody who like, I definitely get upset. Like whether it's like a friendship, a personal relationship, like work, whatever. I definitely get upset, but it's like pretty infrequent that I get to a point where it's like very obvious that I'm like incredibly angry and not not that it makes it better to get that way, but everybody eventually gets super angry, but it's like it does make it much more impactful. That's when it's like when it's like, okay, this clearly has struck a nerve, you know, like this this clearly is a huge issue for this person. So. If you're an empathetic person, how you're saying before, that's why people are coming to you. Have you found yourself at times pushing down the anger you feel about a situation because of that empathy towards a person? And if so, are you just bottling it up or are you then processing it and being like, I did this for the sake of ease? Mm. I I am a huge, huge, huge believer and advocate that like two things can be true at the exact same time. So it's like that's my my mom said that on her like oh really on her episode too. Yeah, she's it's a big phrase for her as well. Oh yeah, your mom's th- so cool. I love your mom. I yeah. love your mom. She's she great. Yeah, I told her she texted me the other day. I was like, "How's Gabe?" Oh really? Oh, <laughs> yeah. she's so sweet. Yeah, she's so sweet. Um, yeah, it's a big thing for her. Is two two things can be true at once. Yeah, two things can be true. You know, it's like uh, okay, so like for instance, let's let's say you're in like a toxic relationship. Like you definitely know that like what's going on is unhealthy whether this person is like betraying your trust or like putting you down or their own behaviors are dragging you down and like that especially if you're like dating somebody who has like severe depression for example, like that can make it tough. Man. Like and and it doesn't have to be a relationship, just like a friendship or anything. It's like you can and do really really love this person a lot and you're going to do all the things that you can at, to the best of your abilities to like make things better for this person right. whether it's finding them resources or having conversations or whatever but then you can also hit a point where this has impacted you so greatly that you're, it's like yeah. this is now not good for me your and own so treads like, fall off so to speak yeah exactly yeah. and so it's like and i personally have had relationships like that where it's like okay, this, like, I have love for this person, but all of these things made me miserable. And so I still love this person and hope that they are well and life is good to them. It's the hardest breakup. But, yeah, no, dude, it's the worst. It's the hardest breakup where it's, like, it's two puzzle pieces that almost fit together. Yeah. They're so close. Or, like, they do... But the rest of the puzzle doesn't work because one piece is supposed to be in a corner and the other is supposed to be somewhere yeah, it's else. It's like a little raised up or yeah. it's not perfectly flush. Exactly. It, yeah. It's it's and you're just trying so long to just file it down or whatever it may be to make those two pieces fit. Yeah. And it just can't be. I. So I think in terms of empathy, I think that people have accountability and I think that yeah. two things can be true and that you you should generally give people the benefit of the doubt and like be mindful of things but like simultaneously there are people that like i don't even really know personally like in my actual life that well but i know enough things about them from people around me that i trust and love to where i'm like i don't fuck with this person like if this person tried to like engage me in some way or something i'd be like no i'm good like i don't need you in any way shape or form in my life so i similarly i had someone up to be a guest and took a screenshot and was sent it to a mutual who like this person followed and was like, do you know this person? I asked them to be on the pod, you know, oh, just yeah. curious about their story. And they were like, oh, they kind of give me the creeps and said other stuff. But at that sense, I was like, cool. That's yeah, that's that. Don't it's the end of that road. I don't need to. Totally. And, and it's like, I don't know, man, shit like that's so tricky because it's like. I think people are, like, worthy and deserving of, like, redemption on some level. But it's then the flip side. It's like, well, 
Do you I get mean, the you're redemption? what, 14 chances in, you know? Yeah, do you, <laughs> like, do you get that redemption with me after? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like the saying isn't 38th times the charm, like, <laughs> you know. Uh, oh, all right. Uh, I also have another reason why Annie's is so beloved. Oh yeah, let's get let's get back to the mac we're, and cheese. Gonna, let's talk about your wrong opinion. Actually, I feel like we haven't spent enough time on that. We'll we'll wrap it on my wrong opinion. We'll we'll come full circle. Uh, I told you about Mrs. Green's, and uh, that's the the health the health story. story yeah. yeah, and the coolest part about it was that it was in this little row of other stores, little you know shopping centers. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah okay. And there was a door in the back that led to the roof of mrs greens and the other shot you know for maintenance people oh but so yeah so it's roof access it's not for you oh it's not for us at all but okay when that door is never locked it's obviously for the yeah. people who know about it <laughs> totally totally so i've i genuinely think that part of my love for white cheddar mac and cheese is because of the night's spent on top of the mrs green's roof oh. looking over katona the sky you know quote-unquote skyline you know the roofs <laughs> of katona you know it was yeah, it's a yeah, small yeah. little hamlet a little town i mean i did it in the winter a couple times where there were christmas lights hung up it was it was just like a cool debaucherous teenager thing yeah yeah i mean that makes sense that it makes sense that you could like justify enjoying something so bad <laughs> because because you're like reflecting on it and you're like it's not it's not just that i love how bad annie's mac and cheese is like that's not because that's not the whole thing it's it's that this bad taste is tied to a good memory yeah i mean you're like reflecting on the one good moment in a bad relationship you know and you're like it, all these things around it are terrible but but i remember that time we spent on the roof and i'll always remember that time we spent on the roof as i slowly choked down my white cheddar mac and cheese so i'm in a toxic relationship you're saying you need to break up with mac and cheese annie's white cheddar despite the fact that two things can be true at once yeah i think two things can be true but not if one of them is wrong because then it's because then two things aren't true. Who's you know, then it's had white cheddar Annie's. Uh, I don't know. I actually don't even think I've ever had white cheddar. Annie's. Oh, my God. Gabe Branch. All right. How about that? Can we meet in the middle? What, what would even be in the middle then? What do you think about the Velveeta? Oh, is that? See, so. All right. I feel like that bridges a gap because like the kids who only like Velveeta are psychotic. The kids who grew up on craft, that's like pretty normal. I love the kids that, who grew though, up on Annie's, that's like a different tax bracket. For an hour conversation, I was under the impression that you've at least tasted the white cheddar Annie's. I think you... I've had like white cheddar craft. Yeah, no, that's But I've had regular Annie's. And I think regular Annie's is an inferior product. The white cheddar craft, the powder is Robert's jizz from the massage parlors. Yeah, that's why I like it. It reminds me of my youth and the green. <laughs> That's why I'm like, yeah, it's fine, you know. I don't, oh, Uncle, I don't, Uncle Uncle Robert Kraft. <laughs> yeah, I don't love it, but like once a year at Christmas, I'll be reminded of it. Like, um, shit. Wait, no, you asked a question. Oh, Velveeta, have you? Yeah, had it? I, I. The nuclear cheese. I really don't know if. See, in my mind, the, you know, like there's the Kmart, Walmart, Target. Yeah, yeah. Thing. For me, it's like Kmart's the Velveeta. Walmart is craft and then target is annie's white cheddar what was kmart below walmart yeah that's what i thought it was oh right? really i mean kmart there's the classic joke that a bunch of comedians have but like kmart looks as if it's cl like cl in the act of closing oh yeah i mean yeah there's you yeah, know nothing true. on the shelves there's you know that's half true. the lights yeah, are they off. filmed the last of us at kmart yeah but didn't, but didn't modify it in any way shape or form <laughs> yeah, like exactly that yeah, they were doing location scouts looking for a, you know, apocalyptic pharmacy that like, had we... some stuff, but not, you know, fully stocked. And they walked into just a Kmart and they're like, oh, this is perfect. They're like, can you shut this down to rent it out? They're like, we don't have to shut it down. Nobody's coming in here. <laughs> like, you can just just film. <laughs> How much do you want to, you know, to rent out the space? I don't know, like 20 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. What do you mean? I don't know. What do you got on you? What's, uh, in, what's, what's in your pockets right now? Yeah, uh, I don't know. Why don't you just like buy two candy bars when you check out? Like... <laughs> 
Uh, all right, buddy. What's the um, menu for Grays right uh, now? What's, as we end winter and near spring, do you have any creative things you want to tackle? Yeah, I think I want to change up a couple plates. I want to get some more vegetables on. Right now, it's like uh, kind of fish heavy. Like there's like beer battered haddock. There's a tuna tartare. Uh, we just ran like a smoked trout spread as a special, and then we have a seared steelhead trout, which is it's like closer to salmon. Like it's it's a trout, but spread like of the cream cheese consistency. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like nice. a pate. A oh, pate. Nice. So you want to ditch the fish, more veggies, brighter for the spring as the sun comes back out? Yeah, I guess like as we get into spring, it'll definitely be more like a little bit more vegetable and like fruit forward. Right now it's like, you know, it's that time of the year. It's cold. Like you want just things that are like a little more warming and comforting and stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. Um, So, but the menu's in a good place. Um, The restaurant itself is just getting busier and busier, which is great. Love that. Uh, I was going to say, what's one ingredient? We can wrap on this, too. We'll go just hang out as normal friends after this. Um, <clears throat> choked on craft. <laughs> Annie's would never. <laughs> um, what was one? Annie's is cheating on you, dude. Like, <laughs> you you just live in your own fucking world. Like, we all see it, you know? And, and you're just like, no. I'm like. Annie really loves me. And it's like, yeah, but, you know, two things can be true. What's uh, one ingredient you got to work with recently that you were happy, like, you know, excited about, hadn't worked with in a while, or it was new? Mm. I don't know that I would... Okay, so... Because I can't just be, like, the ingredient because the ingredient is kind of silly. So, I made some cream spinach. But hold on. So... Recently, I went to New York for like a day and a half and just ate at a bunch of restaurants with my bosses and cool. uh, the general manager. It was a, like an it's a fun field trip. trip. <laughs> yeah, it was great. It was great. It was good. It's good to get out of your own like market and eat a bunch of good food and see how other people do things. But totally agree. I was like really curious and inspired when I was eating there because I was like kind of for no reason. I was like eating something that had flavors of dashi. So dashi is. At its like root, effectively is like dried seaweed, dried fish, and dried mushrooms, like all brought together to make a broth that you use as not always, but generally it's like a ramen base. Yeah, it sounds pretty rich. So like, like it that. would be for a, a soup that sticks to your bones. Exactly. Yeah. So it's like you can use it for a lot of things, but predominantly use it as an addition to a ramen base. And so. I was like eating all this food and I was like, oh man, I would kind of like to do like this fish with cream spinach. But I was like, I wonder if this would work. And so instead of using just like water and making it like a broth, I took all the ingredients in the base of making a dashi, but with cream Mm. and then used that to cream spinach. So it's Ah. like, it's blended really aggressively. So it's kind of aerated. So it eats really light. Um, but it just tastes like super fishy and rich. It has a ton of flavor to it, though. Yeah, it's like it's crazy when you eat it. It's like actually fucking insane how delicious it is. Um, and then just finish with a little bit of vinegar, so it's still like got some bite. See, you have such an incredible talent. You specifically, not like you chefs. You specifically have an incredible talent of taking, and you've said it in the first episode. You've told me at the restaurant in texts. You like taking the like more basic ingredients i guess like a carrot or yeah, you know yeah. spinach or whatever yeah and letting that do the talking and letting that shine instead of like here's a 600 dollar cut of meat that yeah. i've just put salt on and cooked properly which is still very impressive Don't yeah get which, me wrong. Is, which is awesome yeah and there's value in that um, but i think what I always find impressive with you, how you just said, you're like, I had some cream spinach lately. Hold on, though. Yeah, yeah. You know. But and wait, then, there's more. Right. And then you elevated this bl- bl- bland. It's not my favorite. No, yeah. Cream spinach kind of sucks. Yeah. and Spinach artichoke dick, <laughs> dick is awesome. I love spinach artichoke dick. <laughs> yeah. That, honestly, I would have a much better childhood memory if it was... <laughs> Just some good old spinach artichoke dick. So, 
I just find that impressive that I feel like as at least things I've seen on videos or shows what they you know try to portray at least is that as chefs continue to grow in their craft they continue to get access to more expensive more exotic rare yeah materials or ingredients whatever should you call it but i feel like every time that you tell me about a meal you're excited about that you made or like coming up it's always just stuff you can go find yourself yeah yeah it's like i don't know i know that there's like a word for it or whatever but yeah, I think it's that kind of thing where it's like you hit a certain point and you're like so hyper invested into like this obscure ingredient or the most expensive product that you can get or like the craziest like technique that you can use. And then once you push past that point, then you slowly just end up back where you started and you're just like now you have all this knowledge, all these abilities, these ways to like infuse flavors and you're like yeah carrots are good huh you know yeah. like you, you're just like oh yeah that's cool like you know what else is good i just like steak and a sauce like that and yeah. that's it and that's the whole fucking plate like is a part of you trying to make vegetables taste better so if a six-year-old comes into gray's pretending to be a dinosaur <laughs> May, yeah they you know what then get a little inspiration of like maybe i'm a chef dinosaur <laughs> yeah yeah you know maybe on some level maybe on some level and i do really like kids a lot so i'm always really stoked when there's kids in the restaurant and i can like find something that we already have or like make something that they would like like i get really stoked if there's like a four or five year old in the yeah. restaurant and yeah. i make them a grilled cheese that's like and i've like cut the crust off them before too i'll like ask you know like do they want the crust so cut off adorable like, yeah, I love it. Because you guys don't have a kids menu. No, I mean like, <laughs> no, we're, we're a fucking natural wine bar. We're we're a thirty four seat natural wine bar. Like, what would what would your all right? This is all right. What's your kids menu what's, uh, at Gray at Gray's Hall, Gabe's Kids Corner? Uh, I mean, currently what we do is we'll either make them like a kids burger. So just meat, cheese and the smash burger without yeah. the sm yeah, But yeah, on. just like well done meat, cheese, bun, uh, or uh, that's like basically when people ask like, what can my kid eat? We open with that. But then from there, like, I'll be like, okay, like, well, I don't know. Like, what are they eating? You know, like, where are they at? Like, that's so fucking considerate of you <laughs> well because it's like you know like kids are always like on different state like some kids are fucking wild dude yeah. i gave a fucking this is true i gave a three-year-old like a huge spoon of smoked salmon roe because they tried a little bit on like one of the dishes it was this was months ago it's like a pate that we topped with that and they were so geeked that i was like I'm kind of curious. I, I like, <laughs> I like looked at their parents. I was like, are you guys cool with this? They're like, we're stoked. And I just, I gave them like a huge thing of smoked salmon roe and just watched this kid go to town on it. It's like a, like an ice cream pop. Just. No, but it was like, I think it was like the texture of it, you know, like the, yeah. the popping bubbles. Yeah, kind of the thing. Jelly roll, yeah. But it's like, that's like the fishiest thing on the planet, you know? Oh yeah. It's crazy. So that's the thing too. It's like fun for me. It's like, I mean, I like doing that too and that's that's who i am but yeah. it's it's also fun for me because then i get to like watch a kid eat a, like i mean a giant spoonful of salmon row yeah effectively like 14 bucks worth of salmon row that i gave him for free you know but i'm just like sitting there just like oh yeah this is awesome this is this is good for me and i mean that's a memory for them too yeah and it's just crazy though that i is that that's not something that most chefs do right they're not going to uh, go out to the table ask the kid or the parents like where the child is in their eating stage what they like because then you can just take i'm sure you've done this you've taken ingredients from x y and z meal and been like here this is a yeah. child's meal of things that we had around it's not on the menu but this is what i whipped up for your kid yeah because we're attached to like you were saying american provisions yeah and so they always they have different things than we do and so like if it's like a really little kid i'll just like go downstairs and grab some stuff from their cooler and just make like a fruit plate yeah um so yeah i mean okay it's it's not the norm at all but it's also it's totally dependent on the space you know like if i was 
cooking and working and expediting at a 200 seat restaurant and I'm one of six people cooking and I have to be there constantly, then I don't have the time to do that. Good point. Here it's 34 seats. It's an open kitchen. So if a family sits down, I can see that a family sat. I don't right. have to like go through some swinging double doors yeah, to be like, like what's oh, going on in the restaurant. Prairie dog your head out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, so it's different. It's, it's different. Um, and in the past, definitely I, I would say I'm more accommodating than most, uh, regardless of scale of restaurant. Um, but I don't know. Everybody's got their thing, you know, some chefs like make food for kids and make it a point to make time for that. Some chefs fuck their staff, you know, like <laughs> it's, it's, you know, like a lot of things, there's a fork in the road and some Something, of us go yeah. down the making food for kids and some of us go down fucking kids. Like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> okay. different different strokes sometimes literally that's like all it is you know you are uh very funny very talented very kind and i hope anyone who is listening goes to gray's because they will have the best meal of their life oh i appreciate you that. you're very sweet treated me and my mother that night like royalty and you clearly treat anyone who walks through those doors like royalty whether you know them or not so Grace Hall in Southie. That's where you're at. Yep. Not yep. on Grace Hall. not on Mondays. Uh nope. Close Mondays. We're doing art shows once a month on Sundays. You'd have to check like the Instagram for that. Dollar Oysters on Tuesdays. And I'm there Tuesday through Saturday. I am six foot four. It is very obvious <laughs> if I'm there or not. All right. Uh I'll put the Instagram again for Gray's as well as Gabe Branch, which is not Mike Giant. Yep. yep. Uh, Follow dinner at your place and thanks for listening. Goodbye, guys. Bye bye.